Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks of Neolothep, where we have a little bit of a hot time in the old train tonight ahead. Uh, I'd like to, at the top of the show, thank you, the listener, and of course, you, the Patreon supporter. We truly appreciate all you do to support the show and its endeavors, past, present, and future. Uh, if you'd like, you can subscribe to us on YouTube and get all of our playlists, break every season down into its own playlist, every setting, and really offers you a wonderful array of entertainment. And now we're going to get to introductions. So to my right. This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and uh-oh. Mm. Uh-oh, indeed. Uh, to Miss O'Shea's right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and I haven't noticed anything yet, apparently. No, you're blissfully unaware, um, paying far, far more attention to the king in yellow. Uh, at the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle, and if this train car's a rockin', don't come a-knockin'. I do believe it may be both rocking and knocking soon. Uh, to Mr. Doyle's right. Uh, this is Lonnie. I'm playing Robert Drummond, and uh, I'm going to avoid the obvious joke here. Very good. <laughs> uh, seeing as we didn't start the fire, to Mr. Drummond's right. <laughs> Hi, this is James, and I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tattenbach. And you know, um, for once, it, we did not, in fact, light the fire at all. So, I mean, this is nice. It's nice being on the other side. Nice change of pace. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. And last, but most certainly not least. Uh, this is Alex playing Sam Belong, who was conveniently moistened and soggy with excitement for tonight's events. Or maybe it was just three. Yes, you're um, environmentally prepared. We'll just put it that way. Uh, so when last we left our fateful investigators, they were aboard a train. And that train had a strange noise that had appeared at the back. And that strange noise revealed a secret, perhaps something that may have been pre-planned. And just in the nick of time, something terrifying began to walk its way towards the back of the train. Before we see the next moment in our scene, we're going to do a little luck refresh as the investigators certainly could use that. So I will go back to Miss O'Shea and I will ask her to roll luck for me. That's 71 out of 66. Oh, very good. That's a failure, which is what you want on a luck roll. And so uh, Miss O'Shea, I will award you 12 points of luck. Oh. I'm going to need them. You certainly might. Miss Lane. 
got a 73 out of 69. Nice. Nice. Oh, wow. Uh, Miss Lane, take 23 points of luck. Oh, nice. But I won't be able to, I just can get to my max, but cool. Thank you. You keep thinking that way. <laughs> Ask Jack about all that luck he used to have. Yep. Speaking of, Mr. Doyle. Uh, 39 under 54. Oh, but you are lucky, sir. That's right. Which means you'll get an additional D10 anyway. Oh, and that's good for you because that is 16 points of luck. Very nice. Mr. Drummond. <laughs> oh, 28 under 33. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 33. lucky. Well, that's okay. I'm going to give you 10 more points of luck here now, doctor. I rolled a 100. Oh, fantastic. I'm give you, uh, I, you rolled a 100. I'm going to give you the maximum lob luck, which is 25 points. That's a very good thing. I like that. Is that. A, that is a fun fumble to have here. Molto bene. Yes. And uh, Sam? I, I would like to play the request to see the keeper's face before he fucks me. Oh. <laughs> here, right here for you, honey. Thank you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a 93. Out of uh, 52. Oh, okay. So 2d10. Oh, you didn't get screwed at all. That's 17 points of luck. With that out of the way, we are going to return to our first class for now, train car. I say for now because environmentally, who knows what might happen to it. Uh, And we are going to focus our camera on Miss O'Shea, who has noticed a very um, bulbous, circular floating a being outside the window and you haven't really been super 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 close to one of these things you know what they are you've seen them before so there is no sand roll for you um i'll mention for you because of course there are other people here we would call them normies um and they're they're gonna get a chance to react to it at some point um and then of course I'll remind you, the player, uh, that Maeve is hardened against the mythos now, which means any sand rolls that she does come against, the losses are halved automatically because you're basically baked in crazy. It's it's a fun place to be. In the center of this baleful ball of red flame, there is a face, like a bone white face. Um, No eyes, sunken cheekbones? But there is a definitive face inside of it. And you realize that the center portion of this skull that makes up the the being, this cursed creature, has multiple eye sockets. Six, eight, maybe eye sockets, no nose. The front of its face is filled with massive holes. And that's where this flame comes out of. Mm. Um, there is no lower jaw except the ring of flame. And so it looks like this face would be functionally always screaming. I mean, if I was on fire, I probably would be too. Yeah. If you had eight eye holes, you might not be as as comfortable as, uh, you know, you you might be. Um, Okay. So first action, I would be like, Jack... As I'm like turning to look at the, the creature, 
Jack, you look over Mm -hmm. from the porter. You look over out the window, and there is a massive ball of fire staring in at the compartment here. Son of a bitch. The porter looks over and screams. Everybody in the first class compartment hears that blood-curdling scream. You hear the scream of someone who can no longer control themselves. Oh, Um, shit. The pitch of his scream goes way up. Um, And so anybody who is sleeping are immediately awoken by it. So I'm going to roll sand for him because I think that'd be fun. (laughs) Okay, so let's see here. He lost a D6. Now the question is, does he lose five or more? Of course he does. He does. Yeah. So Jack, the porter that you're uh, standing next to goes into a bout of madness. So I think it's only fitting that I use the pulp bout of madness table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not because he's a pulp character, but just because it's handy and it's here. And it's fun. Um, and this is a pulp game and it's supposed to be fun. Right. That's what we're lacking, right? Fun. Yeah, all the fun. Okay. Jack, the porter, yells and screams this enormous blood-curdling scream. It shakes the pillars of heaven, Jack. And then afterwards, he does something you are not expecting. Because, of course, you've moved away to see what the hell, just a little bit, see what the hell Mm -hmm. Miss O'Shea was pointing at. He opens the door and runs out the back door. What the? (laughs) So two things happen that are important. One, the back door to the first first class compartment train car is wide open. It is now clattering down the tracks as the train leaves it in the distance. The other thing that is evident on the tracks are the remains of the porter that you used to be standing next to. Because at 60 or so miles an hour, he does not, mm. it does not end mm. well for him. Um, but he's no longer screaming, which is probably good for him. What we're going to do is uh, we're just going to do a very, very quick and painless initiative process. And uh, we'll kick this thing into high gear. So, after the porter's scream, everybody is aware. That includes you, Miss Lane. That includes you, Mr. Drummond. Even though you're not, you haven't been directly involved in the scene, you would hear this man's scream. Same with you, Doctor. Sam, I'm going to give you a hard listen roll because you're only now two compartments away. I think the level at which he was screaming, it, it, you should at least get a chance. Let's go for it. I'm all for chances. Uh, it's a 92. That is not going to be under my listen, which is 63. But that's okay. I still have some ground to cover. Jack, you are standing next to Maeve outside the window from you. Not but maybe a few, I don't know, a foot or two away is an enormous fiery entity. And all of you are reacting to likely the scream and the back door having flung off the back of the train. I will make a listen roll for porter in the third class car it'll be a hard difficulty for them just like you and they've rolled a 61 which is not enough uh i will make a roll for the dining car because they would have also a good chance of hearing it that is a 33 for them that is not going to be a hard success either okay so miss lane you've heard some screaming you hear some clattering and you heard one if not both of both Jack and Maeve, I think, maybe in different episodes, said, say, oh, shit. 
I will turn around and poke my head over the back of the seat to see what's going on. Go ahead and make me a spot hidden roll. I got a 48 out of 88. May I also, may Doc also, because he was hanging out basically with Lillian. Yeah, certainly. Mr. Drummond, if you'd like to as well. That's a 23 under 65. Very good, Doctor. Uh, 15 under 80, so that's an extreme. Okay. Yeah, your extreme doesn't really buy you much at this point, but it does. Laser vision? One round? No, you need need a little bit more. um, We got to talk about your... um, you know, you have the points allotments and whatnot. Okay. These are visions a little expensive. Sure. Um, so I'll, with your extreme success, I'll give you this. You notice along your side of the train that there is a deep line on all of the windows that lead back to the back end of the car. Like you make out the f- sort of blob of light and fire. It looks mm. like there's a floating campfire, which right. is which is not good. Not Great. But you notice the windows along your side of the train have a burn and bubbling mark all the way down. Okay. So something already tra- something already went by this area that's clearly not this thing. Or it looped around and jumped onto the back of the train. Or, it, yeah, it came from yeah. the front. And, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So... But, yeah, that's what you notice. Um, so, Miss Lane, you notice that there's a, a floating campfire outside the outside one of the windows at the back of the train and Maeve and Jack are back near there. Why can't we just catch a break? I'm so tired of it. <laughs> I yell back to Maeve and Jack, so what are you going to do about that out the window? Wow. Because I like the investigators, I'm going to let you go first, Mr. Drummond. Well, I'm seeing something I've never seen before in my life. And uh, hmm. it's a giant burning ball of fire. Yes. With a face. Well, he's not, he's not close enough to see the face. Yeah. Just a giant burning ball of fire traveling through a train compartment. Nothing no, no, it's be... outside. Oh, it's outside. Okay. But it's keeping pace with the train. Well, I'm quite flammable. I've heard that. I think I'm going to um, start hurting people towards the other car. Okay. I think that's I think that's the best thing. Have you, in all of our travels through China not seen one of these before? I have not seen one of these before, well, no. Then you'll be making a sanity roll. For I'm this, sure right? I will. Oh, boy. 28 under 79. Oh, fantastic. So, the good thing is, passing a sanity roll, this sanity roll for a fire vampire, does not mean you lose any sanity. Min is zero, and so you'll lose zero. Although you do, of course, have to live with the fact that you've seen a ball of fire floating in the air. And not only has one of your investigators talked to it, but it seems like a second one has as well. They've at least reacted to it. Oh, we're not in a private car. So I think I think the best thing is to get the innocent people to safety. Also because I have no way of dealing with this thing that I know of. That's probably true. So you're going to get up and attempt to yep. gather people and go towards the dining car? Yep, yep. Okay. Um, so why don't you give me a persuade roll? Mm-hmm. Um, and then tell me and the rest of us how you're persuading them to do so. He's going to start with any lonely looking widows and work out from there. <laughs> I-, I was just picturing the cop from South Park. 
Move along. Nothing to see here. Move along. No, what I'm going to say is, is the train's on fire. Yeah, this car has caught fire. Okay. So run forward. Okay, so persuade roll. 27 under 60. Hard success. Fantastic. I will say that you rouse 1d6 passengers that are not investigators. That's five. So you quickly begin to fill the middle of the aisle with bodies. Yep. Very good. That's your action. Uh, On 80, the space outside the train gets very bright. I dodge. You're going to attempt to, I'm sure. Yeah. This thing is bursting through the glass. So it comes close. And then as it gets closer to the interior of the cabin, the glass melts and it melts through the glass wall and the cabin, engulfing the, a ring of fire here at the back of the cabin. And it's going to reach out and essentially touch you, Jack. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm going to uh, dodge. That's a reasonable plan. 43 under 89. So that's a hard success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to beat you by success stage. And so it's going to burn you. And then it has another thing that it does at that same time. It will burn you for eight damage. Ouch. And then, oh, we get to make an opposed power roll. Sounds like a fantastic idea. That sounds like a terrible idea. I rolled a one. Okay, so take five points of luck. Immediately for rolling a one. Um, you succeed on the POW, obviously. It, it did not match you with that. Uh, and that's likely very good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's its action. It only gets to attack once, unfortunately. Yeah, sadly. Yeah, I know, right? Okay. Sam, your action is normally on 75. Um, you haven't heard anything... But I'm going to give you, because you're in the third car, I'm going to give you a spot hidden roll to notice people beginning to move into the dining car in a, we'll just say rush. Sure. So that is a 71 under 85. Okay. Um, You noticed a burst of movement through the windows. You're sort of getting a, a scope in on the dining car, having moved in here out of the rain, and then moving through this third class car, you're trying to get an idea if maybe you're, well, if any of them are in the dining car or if any of them are visible. And that's when you see a burst of people flood into the dining car. And with your successful spot hidden, you can see through that car and you can see Robert, who's tall, uh, who seems to be at the back of that. And you can see, not hear what he said, but you can see that he's shouting at them. Oh no. Keep in mind, of course, just so that we're all clear, all of your baggage, which of course would include all of your weaponry, is in the baggage right, car, right, which yeah. is three cars up from where you're at. Mm-hmm. Not that that's inconvenient in any way. Well, I mean, almost all the weaponry. Yeah, but all we need is water. I said that before. Right, I know. And of course, it's not raining right now. <laughs> Convenient. Yeah, it is. It's almost as if someone waited for it to stop raining. Because rain would make this very, very, very... Well, we only have to hang out for five, ten minutes. (laughs) Boy, a lot can happen in five to ten minutes. Sam, um, 
That's a skill action, but I'll happily give you your move if you'd like it. Does it look like they're coming this way? It looks like they're the people are bursting into the dining car, yes. Okay. They're moving away from wherever they're at. Does it appear that, but no one in this car seems to have noticed yet? No, not yet. Okay, then I'm going to, I'm going to head toward them. I'm going to pick up the pace and just kind of move through the car into the dining car. Um, and my goal is I am not going to intervene with the movement of this crowd of people that Robert seems to be ushering. Yeah. Um, I will I will go around and, and try to get past them because if my people are over there and they're saying people go this way, obviously I have to go toward the trouble. Certainly. So. Certainly. Um, you wouldn't be, you'll be able to get through this car and into sure. the dining car, but you won't be able to get past that because of all the door opening and whatnot. I get out of their damn way is what I do. Um, you do hear at the end of your action as they're bursting in, the first person who bursts into this dining car space says, the first class car is on fire. Uh, and so, um, Maeve on 65. So you can only make one skill roll? Generally speaking, yes. Um, I guess I would give you the caveat to say that it depends on what you're doing. Well, because what I want to do is roll Cthulhu Mythos to see how powerful this is. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, well, I have to wait around anyway, so I guess, and then begin the chanting for the potential binding, unbinding, making this worse, basically. Yeah, I think what is interesting about that is that as Jack gets attacked and burned, your first response is to begin immediately chanting. Somebody else has to find water. Lillian's back there. Cthulhu Mythos roll? Yeah. That is a 37 out of 45. Okay, so go ahead and tell me what it tells you in a successful roll. Um, it, all it says is a successful Cthulhu Mythos roll may be required for the caster to ascertain the creature's magnitude of power. Magnitude of power. It's sort of a strange way to put it. Yeah, it says that another person can assist by attempting to uh, the binding by sacrificing magic points and support. Uh, so I will give you this on a successful Cthulhu Mythos roll. The one thing you know for certain is that s- standard material weapons do not harm them. Right. Guns will not work. Mm-hmm. Knives will not work. Um, you need water. Right. Okay. I already knew that. And generally a lot of it or uh, additional spell work. Um, and I'll also say that you would probably be aware that this is a summoned creature. This isn't a naturally occurring one, which means it is also likely that the summoner is somewhere around here. Okay. They don't just appear out of nothingness. And Right, right. Well, then could I take a quick glance around the car to see if there's somebody that's not moving, you know? Sure. That is 40 out of 75. Uh, you don't see anyone in the first class car here that appears to be... Um, you know, sitting in a chair calmly and quietly and canting something or staring at you. You don't see anybody here that looks like that. Okay. Yeah, because otherwise I was, or somebody that's a little more calm than they should be. What you do see, however, uh, as you look towards the front of the car, you see Robert pushing people to try to get them into the dining car. What you do see on the right-hand side, the opposite side, 
of the one you're currently on is a big ball of blue flame walking down the right side of the car, also carefully floating down. Uh, and it seems to be pu pushing and pressing it itself against the right-hand side of the car. Oh, so it's the same thing, just a different color? I mean, that's one assumption that you could make. It does look very similar. Fuck. So that's Missile's action on 65. Jack on 60. Well, uh, since they're already getting people out of here, I'm going to start backing up quickly. Okay. Get out of the range. We need to get water. The dining car. Okay. So you're going to back up and... Yeah. I'm trying to... Are you backpedaling? Are you turning your back on this? I'm backpedaling. You're backpedaling. Yeah. Okay. You backpedal hard. Uh, you're also probably a little crispy at this point. Uh, although, you know, eight hit points of damage for for a pulp character isn't like you is probably not terrible, but it's not great. Uh, it's not great, no. Right. That being said, as you get with your movement back up towards the front of the car, you pass, something passes you on your left side. And that is a big ball of blue flame. So it seems you have double trouble. Doc on 55. Doc looks around the car. Is, are there any of the canister fire extinguishers in here or abouts? You know, it's funny. It's interesting that you had mentioned fire extinguishers hmm. because there are zero, zero fire extinguishers here. here on this uh, train, Second, uh, at least in this car. Right. Um, second question, how many cars till the engine between us and the engine? Great question. Yes. Great question. So the car that you're in first class is at the back of the train. And from there ahead of you is the dining car. Ahead of the dining car is the third class car. And then the mail and baggage car. And then the flatbed. And then... The, the fuel train, uh, the right. fuel, the, the fuel car, the coal the fuel car. car the, yeah. uh, it's actually well, wood. Wood car, yeah. It's not coal here. Right. Um, and then the, then the locomotive. Okay. Um, and Jack is nearby? Uh, yes, he's uh, smoking and he's not even using a Chesterfield. Oh, yeah. this whole car is the T-zone. Yes, Wonderful. Yes, uh, it's about to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> Excuse me, mind if I smoke? No, I'm going to, apparently. Um, Jack? Perhaps we separate the cars? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Get everybody out of here. Let's go, go, go. And Doc begins ushering people out double time while Jack begins looking for the mechanics, I assume. Well, you gotta get to the end of the car first. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think with, really, with what you find, Doctor, is that Robert's doing a capital job of getting people out of here. Excellent. Um, if you would like to make a persuade or fast talk, well, per probably persuade given your um, predilections. Rather than fast talk. Right. Actually, I have much higher fast talk than I do persuade. <laughs> um, but, well, hey, you know what? We'll give it a persuade roll because that's the only way to get better at him is give him a shot. That's right. Um, you know what? I will actually spend the five points of luck to make that a success. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you gather up a couple more people. Mm-hmm. So basically, almost the, we'll just say about two thirds of the car now is being evacuated. The, the final third is mostly the investigators at this point uh, because the cars weren't completely full in first class like they are in third class and then the flat car. Um, chaos is reigning. As these people are being moved forward, Doctor, mm. they are putting eyeballs on these massive floating fireballs and 
people are not dealing very well with reality being broken in front of them. Mm. There's a gas leak. <laughs> Basically, Doc is throwing out just enough flimflam to cause doubt because doubt, in this case, the seed of doubt will help them retain their sanity later because they can explain things away. Mm, I think that is a very interesting theory. Okay. So we'll go back to the top of the round, and that would be Miss Lane on 90. Did I hear Jack yell something about going to get water? Uh, yes, and then okay. you watched him backpedal back up towards you oh, on fire, or at least smoking. And did I hear him and Doctor talking about unhooking the train? I don't, or I'm, unhooking yeah, the we, car? Yeah, we kind of yelled Because it, it would have been yelled, yeah, yelling. Yeah, you're hearing okay. all that. You're, well, you're hearing this. I figure why... While Jack is working on that, I will go find water in the dining car okay. to toss at our new fiery friends. That sounds like an interesting idea. Um, it is going to, it, it will take you, if you want to get past the people already going through that space to get to the water ahead of time, it would take, it'd take you a hard dex roll to, to do that because while they have been very inspiring, Mr. Drummond and the doctor have created the bottleneck now of seven people trying to get through this space and there's really only space for, you know, one or two maybe. Okay. Now do a hard deck scroll. Or not. I got a, well, I got a 56 out of 90, so no. It is not a hard. And can you, I spend luck on it or? You can. It's an ability roll. Yeah, I'll spend the 11 luck. Okay. You spend the 11 luck. Uh, you knife your way through this crowd of people, stepping left and stepping right. Robert, she steps somehow in front of you. Yes, I'm going by. Excuse me. Excuse me. Pregnant lady here. You get into the dining car. Uh, the dining car has a few people in it still from, you know, wherever they came from. Also, at the end of the space there, there's a there's a man in a turban. Do I recognize who it is? I, I highly doubt it. Okay. <laughs> he, is, he has master disguise. I highly doubt you recognize oh, him. I just kind of get the guy in okay a look, there, like, there is a, a man working the bar who's flustered and trying to figure out what the hell is happening hey you sir the, whoever you are he looks at you hey do you got um water back there what is going on i you know it's fine don't worry about it some people are just getting riled up do you have any water of course like big jugs of water he reaches down and, and pulls out a bottle that's roughly, uh, we'll say it's a liter of water. Big glass bottle. Well, it's not enough. Do you have more? I have a few more here. Oh. Can you, can you put them on the bar right here? Yes, of course. What is going on? We just got a fire to put out. It's fine. Okay. That's your action. Very good. <laughs> Robert on 80. I am going to make my way over to Maeve. Mm -hmm. What are these and how do we fight them? <laughs> Fire vampires water or find the caster, which is my plan. Well, they've got to be on the train. Yes. I will start moving toward the first per first car. So you're going to turn around yep. or? Yep. I'm going to turn back around. Oh, you're going to go into the dining car. Yeah. Okay. Very good. You continue forward then into the dining car. Yeah. Um, Miss Lane appears to be accosting the man behind the bar for bottles of water. He has put one or, say, two up now. I am not looking for water. I am looking for people. Anybody who's not moving 
Oh, not moving? There's a couple people who are eating at the far end of the car. I, I'm I'm looking more for people concentrating. I know that spells require concentration. Mm. I guess give me a spot hidden roll. Yeah, seventy over sixty-five. I don't. S- I'll spend the five luck, but I that'll make it a success at any rate. The thing that catches you odd about here in the dining car at the end of it, there's a man in a turban. Who's <laughs> looking right at you? <laughs> yeah, who's staring right at you? In- intensely. Like, like I might have a crush on you. I am going to pick up at a dead run toward the back of the dining car. Okay. Looking for all the world like I'm running past this guy. Okay. And then I'm going to trip conveniently. Oh, this just has so many really, really interesting possibilities. Yes, it does. So you're going to attempt to, f- to act like you're tripping? Yep. Okay. And to what end? I would like to run into this person. <laughs> Okay. I'm a big person. Yeah, I, I will say, are you trying to do damage to them? No, but I would figure that just uh, not knowing the <clears throat> ins and outs of Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo, I would figure that um, bumping him, bumping him really hard, would uh, possibly break his concentration. Okay, I'm gonna say it's likely fighting brawl for a maneuver like that. Uh, you're not trying to do damage, but it is a combat maneuver, essentially, to 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 break this person's concentration. All right. 24 under 31. Okay. So that is a success. For you... Um, I can choose to dodge or fight back, right? You can choose to dodge or fight back, yes. Okay. I would like to fight back. Um, okay. And I'm going to welcome this, this lumbering oaf into my arms. Okay. Start your fan fix now. <laughs> that is a 36 under uh, 88. Okay, so it's a hard success, which means you're successful because Robert just has a regular success. Okay, so my, my plan, I don't want to hurt him or drop him. I accept the tackle, do a bit of a pirouette, and stop his movement with his back to the wall. And I will say... It's me, you buffoon. What's happening? The voice is not disguised, Robert, so you hear Sam's voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maeve said something about something about vampires. Big balls of fire. In my head, so I've gone basically through these three cars. This is an 18-hour train, right? Yep. Uh, there's got to be bathrooms. Yep. Where do, where do people potty on this thing? Uh, there is one in the dining car. There is one in the first class car, and there is one in the third class car. I point to the water closet, and I say, "Water closet." And I, I turn him at to face the bathroom. I go open the bathroom. <laughs> you open the bathroom in the dining car. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make a fifty-fifty roll to see if it's currently occupied. <laughs> yep, sure is. Uh, so you wrench open the door in the dining car and there is a man sitting on the loo Mm -hmm. and he shrieks and grabs for the door handle. I'm going to pause your action there because I think it's hilarious. The red fiery ball that hit Jack, it turns to you. Of course it does. You're the only one back there. Yeah. The porter left. He exited stage right. And so he's not around. 
Uh, it is going to reach out and attempt to caress your skin with its flame. Oh, shoot. I didn't realize she was still back there. Oh, it's my fault. You can dodge if you would like to. I, 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 would, I would like to. Okay. That's a 64 out of 33 because it's half my dex. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So that's eight damage. Okay. And now you'll make me a contested power roll. That's better. That's 26 out of 83. Okay. So you make the contested power roll and nothing, uh, nothing else befalls you. Except, of course, getting blasted by eight damage. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, the blue ball of fire, um, it will enter the cabin by way of the window. Uh, and it bleeds through, burning and setting a flame to this portion of the car as well. And so now, at the front end, the, the, the most connected end to the dining car, the carriage here is completely on fire. And so passing through that area will be a little trickier. Uh, in doing so, uh, this creature is going to reach out and it's going to touch one of the local passengers and it begins to, to consume them. Like it hits them with fire. And they it, the reason why they're available to him is because they cannot get out past the other people trying to move through. And it latches onto them and you hear them shriek and scream as their flesh melts in front of you. Good times. Sam, 75. And I thought this thermos wasn't a bomb today. Okay, well, um, so with uh, Robert uh, doing what he does best in bathrooms, uh, I will, and Lillian has the bar occupied, and there's a crowd of people coming into this car from what I'm guessing is now the, the burning car. Yes. Not burning man, that's different. Is the, is the fire visible yet? It, uh, it will be at the end of the round. So if you look back into the first class car, which is the way you would look, uh, you can notice that in the windows there does seem to be something flickering. Okay. So am I bookended by these things, though? Uh-huh. Oh, fuck me. Uh, so Robert is. So is there only is there only one toilet in the uh, the dining car? Yes, there is only one Lou. Okay, then they're piling into the dining car. They're gonna. Does it seem like they're gonna keep going? It does appear like they're gonna keep going. Yeah. People are screaming about the train being on fire now. Sure. So okay. Then I will move further into the car, and I will. I will I will kind of blow past Lillian with a oh hi Lillian and move into the first class car. Okay. So Lillian, you're retrieving bottles of water. I am. And Sam has moved past you into the car. Do I recognize him? Nope. That's kinda like But he does say hi Lillian. Okay. So that is a hilarious action. Um, and we will move to sixty five, which is Miss May Boucher. Since I probably, I can't get around the blue one, right? Because it came in on the other side. Yeah, it's currently uh, just finishing up a light snack. And it appears to be preparing to turn around. Likely to come towards you. Okay. I mean, the only 
choice I have is to unbind one of these and bind one. But I have to use a round chanting, so I'm pretty much screwed. I'm, I'm going to die either way, so uh, I guess. Yeah. I'll just, yeah, start chanting to try and unbind one of them. Okay, and the unbinding is a opposed pow, or is it a... Yeah, so I have to... So it's one round chanting, then it's opposed pow against the sorcerer that cast or that's had, that it's bound to, then it's unbound, and then I have to roll another opposed pow to bind it to me. That's a lot of actions. Yeah. Okay. Jack on 60. Well, I will grab, I will go back, grab Maeve and pull her along. Yeah, but there's, I'm bookended. Well, I'm bookended too. You're in with me? Yes. I thought you left. No, I haven't left yet. Yeah. He's oh. been moving up, but he hasn't left yet. I was all the way at the so far the, side. The blue one is basically, when it turns around, it will be in front of Jack. Oh, shit. So you're both sort of in a bad space. So yeah. I want to get to the middle of the car. Okay. You can easily do that. Yeah, with Maeve. I mean, I don't know what else I'm going to be able to do, but uh, um, I'm going <laughs> You don't want to die alone? What? Uh, well, look up. Is there a hatch to the sea- roof? No, I don't believe in passenger cars. It would be there. Are, there are two holes in this car now. No, that's not going to help me at all. Okay. <laughs> I so, mean, I I hate to break it to you. I'm not here to help you. Well, you should. Oh, hold be. on. So uh, anyhow, I am going to <laughs> open a window. Well, there's a bunch of them that are already open. But go ahead. That is not going to help me. Oh, okay. <laughs> you open a window. Easy enough. And then what? I guess you get to dry. You get to learn how to climb tonight, Maeve. Awesome. What do you mean she says she can levitate? Oh, that's right. Oh, I can. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I can. <laughs> you said you weren't here to help. Look at you. Right. Yeah. So you, I'll, I'll I'll help her up to the window <laughs> so that she can step out and levitate or you know. Yeah. Okay. You open a window. Yeah. Very good. That's a fantastic action. You open a window. There's a cross breeze suddenly. Doctor, 55. The bottleneck, has the bottleneck of people It has, it has eased now, yes. Okay. Well, I see Jack opening a window (laughs) currently. Uh, Do not go in there. Um, (laughs) I will begin examining if I can get to it. I would like to examine the mechanism that's holding the cars together. Okay, the the actual linking Mm -hmm. mechanism? Yep. Okay, you examine it. I have to see. I would like to see if I can figure out what I have to push, pull, twist, remove in um, order to decouple It looks like the cars. There, there are a couple of um, lar- long pins okay. that get placed in between the, the linkage mm-hmm. as sort of a safety. Um, and then there's the actual linkage itself, which okay. a- after those are pulled, you would be able to technically, mm-hmm. with enough force, potentially pull the cars apart. Okay. You're a little concerned that you may not have the physical acumen to do such. That was what I was worried about. I will remove one of the pins if I can. I will try to remove it to see if I do, in fact, have the physical acumen to remove a pin. Okay. So it's a strength test to remove one. Okay. At speed. 48 under 55. Okay. You can spend the round pulling one of those pins out. I would like to do so. Okay. Plus it's, um, what about Yelong? About a foot and a half? Yeah, it's pretty long. It'll make a decent weapon too. If it needs to be, yeah. <laughs> yep. Very good, very good. Uh, all right. At the end of this round, everyone in the dining car would be able to easily see that the first class car is now fully engulfed. In, in as far as you can, you can tell. 
the car, that car is on fire. And then we will go to uh, Miss Lane on 90. I grab my bottles of water and head back to the first class car that is currently engulfed in flames. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the the thing that I'm carrying, how I mean, how big is the mouth of the bottle? Yeah, about a, probably about a quarter wide, give or take. If you throw, it is a it is a throw roll. Well, how close can I get to that ball of fire? One of them. Tell me, uh, Miss Miss Lane, how much of a tan would you like? I am going to take off my top. Right. I'm going to pour water on the on my shirt. Okay. And. I would assume that Miss Lane is probably wearing some sort of jacket. A blouse. A blouse. Or, or, yeah. Or she, she, yeah. She, she has an outer shirt. She's taking that off. I have like a corset type something underneath, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, so it's not like I'm just flying free. Whatever. <laughs> um, so I pour the water on that. I I guess I try to do my best to um, I don't cover, trying to not get fucking burned. So you, you're going to coat yourself in water? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then use as little as that as possible. Um, and then I guess I'm going to have to throw the rest at the the ball of fire. I think it's a fantastic idea. Um, so you, safety first, you <laughs> uncork this bottle, open the bottle, and then you sort of splash some of it all over you, um, which, of course, gets you somewhat wet not completely of course and then you cock your hand back and you're going to throw this bottle at this blue blue flame flame thing so go ahead and roll i got a nine out of 20 <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a that is a hard success so i'm going to have you roll a d6 i got a four okay the splash is rather strange when this bottle connects with this blue ball of flame, you watch the bottle melt. And as the bottle melts, the water inside of it explodes outward. And there is a sizzle all over. And a shriek comes out of this thing. And it turns. Well, I get its attention. Speaking of attention, there is a large red ball of flame at the back of the compartment here and it is still going to uh, attempt to chew on uh, either you miss O'Shea or you Jack and I think that the best way to determine this is to roll high or low hi it's low good you sure about that yeah okay I hope you have more hit points than I do no <laughs> alright <laughs> it's a dodge roll sir yes oh your dodge is probably better I got 18 under 89. Yeah. That is better. Yes. <laughs> a lot better. Okay. Yep. It looks like you dodged this attack, uh, which is fantastic for you, but yes. not by much. Um, he's also going to light that part of the compartment on fire. As it does so, from this burst of flame that comes out of it, it has basically cut you down to about a third of the mm-hmm. available car. So your options are the window that you've opened, somehow getting through the fire, that's option two, or using, we'll just say, the back door. <laughs> Which could be quite painful. Mm-hmm. So, Miss Lane, on 80, um, you have a blue ball to deal with. You can dodge if you'd like to. Sure. I suppose you could 
technically fight back, although I wouldn't necessarily suggest it. Well, I don't have any more water at the moment. I have to head back you, to the bar. I thought you had another bottle. It's on the one. You should just hold that up in front of you. Hey, hey. I didn't, you know what? I mean, honestly, I only brought one with he, me. He put two on the bar. So if you say that you grab both of them, I'm okay with that. Okay. Um, you do have two hands. I do have two hands. And if you'd like to use fight back, having seen what happened to the bottle before, I think it's reasonable to say that you could potentially swing the bottle at this thing Oh, in, I'm, a, in a fight back maneuver. I am sure. Let's do it. Okay. So roll fighting brawl versus my fighting brawl. I get a 70 out of 49. 70 out of 49? Mm hmm Okay. So, Miss Lane, I'm going to play an Empowered Hand of Fate for you. And I'm going to make that a success. And I'm going to make the damage dealt by that bottle an automatic six. So you cock back with this second bottle as this thing tries to descend on you. And you shatter that bottle against its skull form. And the entire bottle explodes in your hand. You take a point of damage from it. Thank you, Patreon. In that explosion, the rest of this blue ball of flame goes up in smoke. Ooh, I kind of pump my fist a little bit. Look at my hand. I'm going to have to have the doctor look at that later. Okay. So that is one of these bad beasties down. So Sam on 75. Did Lillian come in behind me then? Technically, yeah. She went past you. Okay, that's yeah. fine. She's fast. No, she is. Very fast. And she had the initiative, so yeah. So just so right now it's me and then Lillian and then Maeve and Jack and then the other one. The other one's at the end of the car. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm wearing a pretty elaborate set of layers right now. So what I would like to do is move through, well, move, move past Lillian past Maeve and Jack. And then as I'm going, continue to kind of create the, I guess you could say fabric pancake of my costume. Like in my, like my, the basically like build a whole thing up, like just all of the, the layers of gowning and everything else I'm wearing um, to kind of throw it off mm -hmm. into a, a big wrap. And I'm going to, I'm going to tackle the other one. Are you sure about that? I'm going to try to smother it with a wet blanket. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm all for it. So it's a fighting brawl roll contested, of course. Sure. So that is a 92, which is a fail under 88, over 88. Yeah. So I, no guts to glory, I'm going to push this roll. As I'm coming at it, uh, I will pick up speed. And instead of just trying to tackle it, I am going to attempt to drive it out the back of the tree, putting myself at great risk. You are. And I will remind you that failed push rolls are bad. I mean, you know. Oh, no, I do. I have, I do have some luck. Yeah, but keep in mind, if you're pushing that roll, there's no luck spend afterwards. And that is an eight under 88. Okay, so while that is a fantastic roll, you will only match successes okay. with the creature because the creature rolled exceptionally well and also has a very high fighting brawl. Uh, I assume so. So it's, it's essentially a, a, you go to smother it, mm -hmm. which looks really great. Um, Maeve, Jack, you see a figure leap in and try to smother this thing with 
an enormous white sheet. It wriggles away from it, and then you hear something exceedingly disturbing. You hear this thing hiss from a throat that it does not have. I was mad. But that's your action. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Maeve on 65. Okay. First, if I use Baleful Influence, do I think, does that affect Mythos creatures? So, Baleful Influence is dominate. Right. Um, I would say oh, yes. so it's under dominate. Yeah, okay. Baleful Influence is a different name for dominate. Okay. That's what I was trying to look up I, to I see. I do believe it does. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that. You're going to try that? It is one sand, one MP, and a contested power and contested power roll. And for one round, you get to tell it to do something. Okay. That is thirty-four out of eighty-three. It's hard. Okay. And I'm going to tell it to go home. To do so, you're probably going to need to spend some luck. Really? I rolled a twelve. Oh bullshit. Okay, I will spend <laughs> luck. What do I need to spend it down to? It needs to be an extreme. Okay, so I will do it. Okay, you do it. It seems to turn. It's not its action yet, but it seems to turn. Uh, It turns to face the hole that it came in. Jack, it's your action. I am going to pick Maeve up and carry her through the flaming uh, wreckage of the front of the cart. So in any sort of, I want to pick up a fellow comrade and move with them, I'm going to ask you if you relent to that happening. Yeah, as long as I can face it so I can make sure it's doing what I'm telling it to do. Certainly. You pick Maeve up and you begin to hustle out. You get to see the sort of back end of the carriage here as it is beginning to be engulfed. So you you turn, Jack, to head back out. Uh, towards the dining car and you are going to have to make me a dexterity roll because so much of this train this car has now been set on fire um, it's unstable oh that's not good yeah yeah um, was it dex roll you said it's a dex roll yeah I'm going to push that roll how are you going to push it I am going to lean forward and legit throw like throw myself through the train. Okay. That's much better. That's 36 under 60. Okay, good. Uh, The floor here gets too rickety for you in one section, so you have to sort of step back. Um, You feel, Jack, you you feel the floor give way a little bit, and you get that heightened emotion before something terrible happens. It sort of surges through you again. And it's not like your body can really hold that much more adrenaline, but somehow it does. And then Jack leaps forward as an enormous portion of the first class carriage compartment uh, is just gives way completely and rattles down. Now there's an enormous hole in the bottom of this train. I'm going to try not to pee on Jack. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. I think that's a sunk cost at this point. (laughs) Um, So that is your action, Jack. That is something you watch, Doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe with a, a little... Little frog in your throat as uh, as it happened. As as they head across the gap, I help him get Maeve back down to her feet. Yep. Uh, so that she can move on her own, so that Jack can move on his own as quickly as possible, and help 
Maeve get up and through the train meet. Yeah. And then we leave Jack at the back so that he can fist fight the fireball while the rest of us get away. Actually, one of the most impressive things that the three of you pass is Lillian standing there soaking wet with like the remnants of this blue flame that used to exist. And y'all pass her and she's just a little bit of, a little bit of, you know, moisture, a little bit of sheen all over Miss Lane. And you can see that her muscles are all hot. It's like she's posing for a camera that's not there. That is the the end of this round. Now your missive begins to change its path. Uh, Miss Lane, after your heroics in the front of this compartment in first class, or what, frankly, what was first class, um, where are you going? You are now like sort of like the between you and and this person and uh, who was wearing a turban. It's really like the two of you that are left in here. Yeah, do I know? I mean, since Sam took off all his extra layers, uh, do I know it's him? I think it's likely that you might assume it's him. Um, Master Disguise is a little flexible in that regard. Like, so unless, in my mind, unless Sam says to you, Sam says, yes, I'm likely visible as myself now, I'm sort of going to rule that you don't know who that is. Okay. And they've already passed me, right? No, no. They're, oh, no, well, they're... They, they pass you deeper into, they attempted to deal with the red ball of flame at the back of mm-hmm. this uh, compartment or, or the back of this uh, first class cabin, um, but were unable to. And then, Maeve said something to it. You didn't make out what she said, but it began to turn and, and leave. Like out the back door? Uh, out the window it came in. Out the window it came in. Yeah, and so then Sam would know that she said, go home. And these guys are headed to the dining car then? Yes. Okay. And they've passed me. They have. So I yell to the whoever that is, still standing in the, the flaming car that's on fire. Hey, you, you... You might want to get out of here. I'll leave when this thing's gone, Lillian. I say in my voice. Okay, that's Sam. <sighs> Jesus Christ, Sam. Dude, we don't have time for this. We, it's good. Where's it going? Is it leaving? Is it? Uh, yeah, so as you begin to kind of go back and forth with him and your action, uh, it does seem to be floating out of the window. Okay, but the car is still on fire. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. very much so. Um, did Doc ever get one of the pins out? Uh, he got one of them out, yes. Is there another? There are two. Okay. Well, then I'm going to... Hey, we we need to separate the car f- from the rest of the train. I'm yelling that at Sam. Not at, not at Doc's already like gone. W- without looking at her, I say, well, then fucking do it. And I continue looking at the spirit. Okay, I'm going to do it. Okay. We'll have time to wait for Sam. So you go to the <laughs> linkage area between the two. Yes. And you're going to make a strength roll now to attempt to pull it out. And that's going to be awesome. Uh, it is. <laughs> I have nothing. Yeah, it's a negative. I get an 85 out of 30. I, okay. pull, my, I pull my back out. <laughs> yeah, you know that muscle in the middle of like your back, your lumbar? You feel that sort of twinge a little bit as you as you pull. You realize that you don't have a good leverage point. And you were likely not strong enough to pull this out. No, so I, I do yell back, you know, as I'm trying to pull, like, mm-hmm. Sam, I need your help with this. So that was uh, your action on 90. Now the uh, Mr. Drummond on 80. You have scared and <laughs> likely scarred this man in the uh, dining compartment uh, water closet. But uh, 
I mean, you probably helped him too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you scared it right out of <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. He's clean now. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that. What are you doing with your action? Uh, going into the next car. You go into the third the class car. Bathroom. You go to the third class car and you find the, the bathroom is sort of right in from the, in, in on the left from the door mm-hmm. that you enter. Mm-hmm. And you're going to open that door too? Yep. You open that door. Two things are readily available and easily seen. One, there is no one in this uh, WC at the moment. And two, there is an enormous burned hole in the top of this bathroom. So whoever cast it was in here when they cast it. It certainly seems to be the case. I'm going to start scanning the compartment for people looking at me because I opened the bathroom. Okay. So you turn and you're going to make a hard spot hidden roll. 13 under 65. That would be an extreme. You catch sight of a couple people who look at you. I would say that there are two or three of them. Two are men and one appears to be a woman. The woman that's looking at you is wearing a traditional Indian garb. So uh, likely something that you would have seen on the docks when the ship made a stop in Ceylon or something similar. The men are wearing uh, regular English cut tailored suits. Um, None of the three of them are, are standing next to one another. They're all in different spots. You just said, I come back out and I look and see who's looking at. Um, but that said, those are the three who do. I will yell out, what the devil happened to this bathroom? None of them answer you. Everybody stays uh, a little I'm quiet. just talking. I'm just talking in general in the car. I, I assume there's more than these three people in the car. Yeah, there's probably a good 25 people in that car. One of the staff members, one of the porters, stands up and walks down. What what seems to be the problem, sir? Look! He pokes his head in. Good Lord! He looks back into the dining car. What is going on? It's a fine question. Okay, that's your action, Robert. On 80, you begin to feel, Robert, we'll just say an increase in temperature. Uh, So while you're speaking with this porter, it gets bright in the door, like the, the door space here to the water closet. And then it starts getting hot. I'm going to manhandle the porter as far back as I can. And I'm going to yell bomb. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He reacts very quickly when you say bomb. You don't get an action outside of that. Sam on 75. So what is, what has transpired? The thing has departed? It has. It departed actually rather swiftly when, quote unquote, it came to its turn. Um, so yeah, it, it floats up. It will not floats up, but it flies up out of view. And then you don't see it after that. Okay. So as far as I know, William wants to separate the dining car. Maeve said, Maeve told this thing to go home. Yep. So I'm thinking one of two things. Either it evacuated entirely or it's going to take, it's going to go back to whoever summoned it. So... I was hoping it would go to its dimensional plane, but... I'm sorry, Lillian, but I, I can't help you. I'm going to follow it. Okay, so climb roll? Yep. Uh, with as much haste as I can as I can muster. I mean, there's a giant hole between me and the exit anyway now, right? Yep. <laughs> between me? Yeah, fuck it. That is in 8 under 82. Okay, so extreme success. You 
lean out the window just for a half second and then use the chair that's nearby to leap, grab onto some of the piping on the outside of the train car here and then leap on and sort of roll yourself over onto the top of the train. Wind cutting through uh, the clothing, uh, fire being very present around uh, the, the sides and now some of the top of the car and a few train cars down. There is a glowing, roiling red ball of flame that is making its way further up the car. Shit. And illuminated there in that space where it sits over the top. You can see it almost beginning to descend. There is a figure that is silhouetted here on the top of the train. And you watch as more flame curls around their hands. And that is where we're going to call it for the episode tonight. So thank you so much for joining us on our extended excursion into Kenya. We hope you're enjoying your train travels and we look forward to seeing you next week.